0: So I decided against telling a story tonight. Instead, I'd like to take the next seven minutes and tell you about the Lord. (laughs) Just kidding. So when I was 19, I dropped out of college because I thought I'd like to try my career um, development opportunities as a laborer on a horse ranch in Arizona. So I loaded up everything that I owned in my little two-wheel drive, low-riding, long extended cab Ford Ranger pickup that I had inherited from my father. And this Ford pickup was pimped out, redneck style. If you can imagine it, it had a large metal grill in the front, similar to what you'd see on the front of a police cruiser, which I could only imagine is for hitting things or running things over and not causing damage to your own vehicle. That's my dad. It also had a big, tall antenna whipping in the wind. You know, country songs can cue now. And it had big, huge floodlights, but they were facing the wrong direction. They were going backwards. And there was a little switch right by my steering wheel because my dad was also an asshole, and he would blind anyone who tailgated him. (laughs) So I drove this truck to Arizona, and to this little Alaskan girl, Arizona was like another planet. There was cactus everywhere. Is it cactus or cacti? I don't know. There were javelinas. There was a Gila monster in my yard. There was, um, you couldn't see your hand in front of your face. It was so dark. There were scorpions in my shower. And there were people running from the nearby Mexican border with bales of marijuana on their back asking, Aravaca And you'd point and say, that way, good luck. <laughs> because this ranch was really in the middle of nowhere. If you drove an hour that direction, you'd get to Mexico. And if you drove about two hours that direction, you'd get to Tucson. But thankfully, only 30 minutes that direction, you'd get to Aravaca. And I say thankfully, because we only had one day off a week. And so you want your watering hole to be really close. So Arivaca, this little one-horse town with a 150-year-old bar and a 150-year-old bartender, he was a giant biker with a big white beard named Tiny, and he never once checked my fake ID. God bless him. So Arivaca became our stomping grounds. And since I was one of the few people with a vehicle all to myself, we would take my truck when we went. And it was on one of these cultural excursions to Arivaca that I had my first run-in with the Border Patrol. And um, that totally freaked me out because nobody has ever done that to me in Alaska. But suddenly out of nowhere, driving through the desert at night, you can't see in front of your own headlights. And what you do see are shadows that are very menacing and don't seem nice at all. And they're monsters probably. But then suddenly out of nowhere, because we hadn't seen any lights or any other vehicles or humans um, for the last 30 minutes, this giant vehicle comes right up behind me and it has big bright lights And my friend says, oh, don't worry about it. That's just the border patrol. They're always out and about, and it's, you know, at nighttime especially, so just slow down. They're probably going to just want to check out your license plate, and they'll talk to you. Well, slow down. Screw that. Because if there's one thing that my asshole father, who is also an eccentric Vietnam veteran, has ever taught me is fight the man, you know. (laughs) So, so you know what? They haven't announced themselves. I don't know that they're an agent of the U.S. government, and they don't have their lights on. I haven't seen a badge, so I floor it. And I go as I I think like let's see how far we get and let's see what happens here, you know. So as you can <laughs> as you can imagine, eventually, you know, they they stop and they come to the to my driver's side and passenger side with semi-automatic weapons and very large flashlights, and I say, It's okay, officer, I'm white. And uh, and and they we have a nice long conversation about you know what it's like growing up in Alaska and what am I doing in Arizona and why am I driving so quickly, and why on earth, oh, did I blind them with my headlights? <laughs> Because I flipped that little switch, being the daughter of an asshole, and I blinded them before I hit the gas. Forgot to mention that. So, and I said, well, hey, I didn't know who you were. Nobody in Alaska treats me that way, so I didn't know who you were, and I haven't seen anybody, and you could have been dangerous. And, you know, they said, okay, well, no illegal activities have been done here, and mind you, this is before 9-11, so if the Border Patrol really had a lot of power, none of us really knew about it. They were kind of a joke, they couldn't do anything. And if you weren't an illegal immigrant or actively doing something that had to do with the border, it was just like a ha-ha, thank you, see you later. So they said, please don't do this again, slow down, you know, be respectful, don't get hurt, blah, blah, blah. And I said, slow down. Well, I didn't say this to them. But this game was way too fun (laughs) to just do one time. So this turned into a game that I like to call Fuck the Border Patrol. It turned into a regular occurrence on our excursions to Arivaca or the nearby communities and it, you know, different nuances at different times and how fast or how far you got before they finally announced themselves and they were always irritated and I was always laughing and it just, you know, that's how it went and then one day we decided that we're going to go to Tucson instead of um, Arivaca and I used my fake ID from one end of that town to the other and it was a great night. And the next day, despite a headache and, you know, a queasy stomach, I was really enjoying the weather as I drove back home to the ranch. You know, it's gorgeous springtime in Arizona, it's not springtime in Alaska. The clouds weren't there. It was bluebird. It was warm. You know, the sun is shining got the windows down, it's going through the truck, and I've got nothing but a straight road in front of me, and I've got nothing ahead of me but the ranch. So I take off my button-up shirt, and I'm getting some sun. I'm wearing a little camisole. I've got the radio on. I'm listening to the crocodile rock. I'm singing. I'm cruising along, and oh, I see a pullout. There's some official-looking vehicles. So I slow down because I'm in no mood to play. I'm hungover. The Border Patrol wins today. So I go to pass them, And then I resume my speed, which I think is a reasonable level, and I later find out was about 90 or 100 miles an hour. (laughs) And I continue on about 20 or 30 miles down the road, rocking out to the Crocodile Rock, you know. And then I turn off on my my driveway to the ranch, and that's when I see, in my rearview mirror, I see a lot of lights. And I see multiple vehicles, a lot of vehicles. (laughs) And this is when I realize that this isn't the Border Patrol this is the Arizona State Troopers. (laughs) And there's a whole, you can imagine, you know, turn the vehicle off, drop your keys out the window, put your hands behind your back. I end up handcuffed in my little camisole, dragged backwards. I'm, you know, dogs are being sent up to the vehicle and they're talking on the radios about backup. There's... A helicopter being mentioned, you know, why were you trying to make a run for the border? I wasn't, you know. uh, Why didn't you stop when you when you heard our sirens? You know, I I was doing the crocodile rock, you know, and why didn't you stop when you saw our lights? You know, the sun was in my eyes. And so, you know, 20 minutes later, after they you know called Alaska to verify my plates and confiscated my fake ID and called the ranch to make sure that I actually worked there and. They're playing the good cop, bad cop routine, and you know the the good cop is this elderly, silver-haired gentleman who keeps turning to the side and laughing, and the the bad cop is the younger guy who I think he thought was making the bust of his life, you know, and he he um, you know why did you speed up when you saw us? And I'm, I just resumed my speed, and we thought you stole the vehicle, we thought you were headed for Mexico, you know. And finally, as they go to take the handcuffs off me and they're giving me one last you know, warning, like why on earth would you be that disrespectful to the authority and why on earth would you, you know, speed back up and why were you carrying on this way? And the only thing I could really think to say was, it seemed like a good idea and honestly, I just thought you were the border patrol. <sighs>